Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. I am Mike Maroney alongside Jay Woodson, Tom Strange. No McLean Boyd tonight. I don't know. He was very, you know, non-committal. Yeah, he know. says he's going to try to make it, so we may have a pop in from McLean here tonight. But he is on a client dinner, whining and dining as as usual, trying to get people to buy those expensive golf clubs. And so, uh, it's just a three-man show. We are back together. We did take a week off last week, but hopefully you guys all listened to the interview we put out with uh, Callum Taron. It was awesome. It was very entertaining. He was super engaging, funny, interesting, told a lot of good stories, and also just you know how one shot here or there can can mean really so much on the mini tours and you know winning the order of merit in China by two hundred dollars to get his corn ferry card. Right. I so st- it's still can't believe that. I know it's just just nuts. Some of those stories he told and. Um, how important it is for those guys. We're, we get so accustomed to watching the top 50 players in the world and really one or two shots don't mean a ton to those guys here or there in a given tournament or week or round, yeah. right? Because yeah. their cards, their cards secure. They have a net jets waiting for them at the end of the round. And um, But for the guys on the next level, and it's just one level down from the PGA Tour, they're out there grinding for every, every stroke uh, they can every day. So... I had a, a bunch of people already text me or message me and saw me at the club today saying how good the interview was, you know, and he, he's not a name, right? It's not a name like we've had. We've had Mr. Strange on and Lonzo Griffin and Austin Ernst. So it's not a, a household known people won't, you know, that people won't recognize, but just because of that, don't skip the episode people. It's a really good, funny, um, funny interview. So hopefully you guys listen to that. He, he was featured on a show over the weekend. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, or I think it was last weekend. He was mic'd up for a show on, on CBS called One Shot Away where they follow around some Corn Ferry guys. So I have that recorded. I'm going to try to watch that here this week. So again, hopefully you listened to that last week with Calum. But uh, we did take last week off and back at it for a normal show this week. So before we get to our normal topics, I got to go back two weeks to a question I asked two weeks ago to you guys. Does a hole in one on a par three no. course count? No, no, no. And what was our answer, Mikey? Jay, no. Jay, I want you to think about it. Does a hole in one on a par three course count? No way, never. Tom, no. So I've had a change of heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I kinda, that. I was on the fence when we asked this question a couple of weeks ago, but for some reason, over the last two weeks, I'm a complete fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> Okay, but talk us. I want to start, Mikey. I want, I want. All right. So, again, weather, for, yardage, what were you feeling at the moment? The club. So, for all the listeners, again, if you listen a couple of weeks ago, the reason we took last week off because Jay and I were on a, on a big golf trip in Bandon Dunes. They have a 13 hole par three course, which is probably the best par three course in the world. It is absolutely Incredible. amazing. We played it twice. Now, the first time we played it was, I guess, Monday afternoon. The winds were about 30 miles an hour, 25 to 35. Yeah. We, there was eight of us. We played an eight some. We played in a two-man scramble. And on the eighth hole, I cashed one. <laughs> cashed one. In the hole. Did you just say that? Did you really yeah. just say I cashed one? Yeah. yeah. Fucking right I did. <laughs> <laughs> So for the people that say, well, it's now this, this does hurt me. It was only 81 yards. It was like the shortest hole in the golf course. 
and I hit a, a chippy pitching wedge because it was dead into the wind. Used the slope beautifully. Couldn't see the hole, but my good friend Jay Woodson was like halfway between the tee box and the green. And I could just, I, I knew I hit a good shot. I hit the trajectory I wanted. I hit it right where I was aiming, just past the hole to the right. I had a new had a chance to come back down off the slope. So my eyes immediately went to Jay and his eyes started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then he yells, it went in. And I'm like, no, I fucking did it. And then once I kind of hit me real fast that it went in, I went sprinting at Jay for a chest bump. We both went running at each other. <laughs> I all of a sudden, somehow I had like a 40 inch vertical. I think my, my chest hit Jay's head. I still had my wedge in my hand. I almost broke his finger with it. Yeah. It still is killing me right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I definitely think you broke it, but I couldn't feel it at the moment. I don't know if it was the, the transfusions or the fireballs that we took thereafter or the, or the adrenaline. Um, and so, of course, was, it was awesome. The tee box happens to be right next to this little like halfway house that they have in the middle of the golf course with the bar. And of course, some of our guys were already over there getting drinks and a big order, you know, of transfusions and fireball shots were done. And we all run around yelling like crazy. The whole part three course stopped and started staring at us. Um, but it it was awesome. I will say it's a very hard golf course. So in a in a two man scramble, I see your fucking look, Tom. Um, <laughs> no, 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 look, you made it. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's in a scramble so on a part three or a, a few things. In my defense, I've 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 had a week now to compile some defense here. Um, Let's hear it. Number one, the golf course was really hard. Okay, in a two man scramble, four teams. You know how many birdies were made? Uh, a, a lot, a lot. One. Huh? Yeah. I think like two over one. We had one birdie made in our group. Wow. For the, for the four two-man teams. That's how hard it was playing. I mean, we're hitting, awesome. we're hitting like five irons on one hole. A birdie and an eagle. And an eagle. And a one. And, a, and an ace. Yeah. Mm. You, can, you can now call me ace if you want. Um, <laughs> Actually, I, I will mean, forever it, now. <laughs> it was... I was super pumped. Anytime you see somebody make a hole in one, you get you. It's like you don't have a choice. So, Absolutely. I mean, I was with you, Tom, when we, you made a hole in one. So yes, I've been with, with, with both me. of you guys when you made a hole in one, and we and both you were with your wife when she made one too. Yeah, it's oh my god. Yeah, everyone just makes hole in ones with me. I mean, just, I've seen no, in competition. I've seen, I, I, in competition, this is you know playing you know however long, however many years. I think I've seen close to twenty hole in ones. No wow. joke. And I didn't make my first one until like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. Like insane. It's crazy. And I still get the same excitement when somebody makes one. I just, cause it's just so, it there's is. so much luck involved. But at the same time, yeah. it's like, man, that just doesn't happen very often. No. It's like, you know, you got to get excited. We, I was, I was competing wait. against him. <laughs> wait, two more, two more points. <laughs> you like, can go Tom. All right. Two more points. No, no, oh, no. Look up. One of the caddies the next day told us the golf course is actually rated. It has a rating and a slope, so you can post a score from it. Okay, kind of like sounds like a real fucking golf course to me. <laughs> and okay. then, and maybe the biggest point, we were on. So that was the eighth hole. We were on the twelfth tee box, and right next to us was the second green. Jay and I look over and we're like, uh, "That's Harry Higgs." Harry Higgs was out there. Taylor made was having a little event. So he's on the second green playing with some guys and we're all drunk and being dumb. And we're on the, we finish hitting. And one of our buddies, good friend, Matt Branningham, who had a very good week. Um, in a lot of, in a lot of ways. And, uh, he yells something at Harry, you know, like, Hey buddy, whatever. And then someone yells, 
hey, this guy had a hole in one, or does a hole in one count, right? And he goes, if it went in the hole, it counts. <laughs> and I was like, fucking right, Harry Higgs. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? And because that, Harry that said matters. so. Oh, Harry that said matters. so. All right, so the floor the floor is yours. Cut me up. No, no, not at all. Look, I mean, look, I'm kind of, I'm actually, I was getting ready to, but now, look, all right. So, <laughs> so look, win the hole, tough shot. You made it. You were the boys. Like, who's to say? Okay, here's the thing. In all honesty, who's to say what a hole in one doesn't count? What counts? I mean, the same. You could be on a big golf course. A, a you know regular normal golf course. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you can't say same, that this, this is a regular par, normal golf. They have par threes that are the same yardage. Yeah, you make it there. So you know, look, ball went in the hole, and he hit a great shot. Go. Like it here's wasn't you. like here's it what was... I'm going to say. I'm just pissed that I wasn't there. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm so that's that's awesome. Hey, ball went in, didn't it? Did y'all have fun as a result? It yeah. was a ton of fun. It was fun. I mean. I it, think, you would you would you have eight? It was eighty one yards, but you, yeah. it was into the wind like twenty five miles an hour. So you yeah. hit a pitching wedge. I had a, a really it, a really knockdown pitching wedge to keep it out of the wind, <laughs> take the spin off of it. Because I watched a couple of guys fly it too far past the hole, and with some spin into the wind, it went zipping way back down the slope all the way to the front of the green. Yeah, I was like, well, I don't want to do that. I need to hit this little dead hand thing. Yeah, I did I hit a good shot. I will yeah. say that. I'm not just bragging. I actually pulled off what I was trying to do. Yeah, and it counts. And it, um, and it went in. <laughs> and it totally counts yeah and so it was like six o'clock something like that 5 30 and i on Pacific i was sober time, any y'all at this point none of us were sober <laughs> yeah nobody was over there was the varying top, but... varying levels of yeah well, yeah i was always know. got you know but, but so I, was, I was uh... like i facetimed lindy my wife yeah she's laying in bed in the dark watching a netflix show and she's like what's going on yeah. And I was like, I guess, I was like, I guess we just made a hole in one. She's like, she goes, this was her words. No, you fucking didn't. <laughs> like, Thanks for the confidence. Thanks, honey. Thanks, honey. And then I just, then I just showed her the FaceTime with the, all of us. We we're just taking the shot of fireball, just yelling at the camera. And she's yeah. like, okay, can I go to bed now? Yeah. She's like, okay. nice, nice work. Don't call me later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, isn't so, it funny how like that's that's when you know like marriage is where it transitions. It's like early marriage is like, hey, call me when you get in. Call me, you know, call me when you're back at the hotel or whatever. Yeah. You know, now we're all that stage. It's like, call me when call me on Tuesday. Yeah, you know, next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're dead, call me if you're dead. You know, that's, yeah, that's exactly. Exactly. If you die, just give me a call and let me know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Something absolutely awful happens yes on a scale of one to ten it has to be a ten to call me <laughs> and wake me up so hold on some so we, i mean how many is this for you now this is number one. this isn't number one that's number one all right well then i don't i don't my microphone's not working anymore <laughs> so you're gonna say he has a half a hole in one with an asterisk yeah like a 0.75 <laughs> Uh, no, I'll give it. I, look, if, if, if no, I, don't just give it to me because it's me. Come on, sh- okay, shoot me straight. Not? You can say, fuck you, you don't have one. Hold one. No, I mean, I just, I, I'm really just gonna spur me on to I make one now. I hope that I'm part of your first one. Okay, <laughs> but Jay, what do you think? I mean, I, Jay, Jay says no, too. 
No, I think, I mean, I think it counts. I mean, it was a competition. It was his own shot. You know, he knocked it in the hole. Okay, I mean, it wasn't like he was, wasn't like he was playing. Different. Yeah. It wasn't like he was playing by himself on the par three course, hitting like multiple balls and it went in like, you know, it was, it was a competition and we were keeping score. It was his full shot, first shot. Boom. And it went in the hole, you know, I mean, it's a hole in one. And the, the course is not, it, it, this is not like your normal par three. I'm talking, I mean, we, we only made, like you said, you made your eagle and then one other birdie maybe. I mean, it, it was, it was hard. It I mean, the wind's hard. blowing 30 miles an hour and you got lucky to get, get something inside of 10 feet. I mean, it was, yeah. that's how difficult it was. It. So yeah. yeah, it was, it was hard. Anyways, well, Jay, Jay and I, and a bunch of the guys, we just had an absolutely awesome time at Bandon Dunes. Jay and I are going to record a special edition, you know, Bandon Dunes review and kind of go over the trip and just our thoughts and tips. If anyone's, you know, been wanting to go out there and, you know, it's on your bucket list or you're thinking about it and you can't decide if you want to make the trip because it is a long trip out there. We did have some, you know, some travel issues coming home better than going out there. And, yeah. uh, you know, so we're going to go over and kind of break it all down in our favorite courses and, you know, the caddies and the food and lodging and stuff like that, just to kind of help anyone who's going to do a trip or thinking about it. And uh, put it this way, it's going to get glowing reviews from us. It yeah. was. Yeah. If you haven't, if you, you're you on the fence, uh, go. just go. Just go. When you guys just are go. like the perfect guys to listen to because, you know, Jay's played everywhere on the planet at at, at the highest level. And so he can speak to from that side. Mikey knows from the business side and from the, you know, high plants. I mean, like what you guys yeah. say, people should put a lot of, a lot of weight in. And so but, I'll say this, yeah. Jay, I, you know, I had an internship there 16 years ago when they only had three courses. They've now, oh, shit, that makes us sound old. I know it does. <laughs> They've now added uh, two more traditional golf courses and then a unbelievably amazing, super hard, really good par three course. <laughs> That is that is has a rating and a slope that has a rating and a slope. And Harry Hicks does it count if it goes in. And uh, <laughs> but I had been there, so I was kind of knowing what to expect from the resort, right? From half the golf courses. But Jay, you know, you listen to a bunch of us pump yeah. this place up for months and months and months and months. And I think you said it exceeded your expectations. So you probably like, went in there with pretty yeah. high expectations. I mean, I, honestly, when I was going there, I was like, there's no way this trip is this. These courses are going to be as good as everybody says they're going to be. I mean, they just they can't be. I'm like, my expectation was like the greatest place on earth. And I got there and I was like, it's this place is not on earth. This place is in another planet. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's it does. no joke. There's, there's I walked out. Like, yeah. And like I was like, this, you feel like this, you're on the moon. You look out the, like the water and like the big rocks. Like, crazy. Where the hell are we? It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, incredible. I would, I would go again, like as soon as possible. Like tomorrow. <laughs> like tomorrow. Tuesday. I mean, and that's with the that's with the first two days, thirty plus mile an hour winds. I mean, yeah, we got out there and we got the full experience <clears throat> right away. It was yeah. just wind in our face, just real fast. I know we'll probably tell a couple of stories when we do the the next podcast, but. I always I've been using this example and people have been asking me the 13th hole at, at Bandon Dunes is a par five. We played it our second round that day when the afternoon the wind picks up. And then it's probably 30 to 35. 520 yard par five 13. I hit driver nine iron. 310 yard par four 14th. I hit driver seven iron. Should have hit driver six iron. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. 200 yard difference in a hole, and I was hitting five clubs more. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. like this is stupid. That sums it up right there. 
right? So, anyways, we'll we'll yeah. break it all down here. Keep a keep an eye out for that, and uh, we'll we'll break it down. But we did have a great trip, and uh, you know, good to get back. Good to see the family. But I want to go back to Ben and Dune so bad already. So, uh, right. we don't we don't talking about my whole one. You guys want to talk about some more? No, but yeah, I, I mean, there was that thing. Uh, I can, else, I can keep talking about other, What else happened other than the, oh, the Olympics? The Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Xander Shoffley didn't have a whole one, but I did. Mm. You should win a gold medal. I should. I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to make myself one. Yeah, we'll get you a gold, <laughs> Let's ar- a gold medal. Jamer. My, my daughters have enough arts and crafts stuff here. I can make myself one. Exactly. So we did. We had, we had the Olympics this week. Not sure how much our listeners. Uh, viewed it you know it's obviously hard with the time change to watch it live at least out there in, in tokyo but i guess we can call him you know i always said we we're just going to call him alexander shoffley until he won an, an event so now we can call him xander shoffley from the united states wins the gold medal uh, it was really exciting so i watched a lot of the final round on the plane yeah. um i didn't have headphones so i couldn't listen to it so i was just doing the play-by-play in my head in the seat next better you know um great great analysis you get real uh, creative yeah yeah digging deep (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) but i thought it was really entertaining the guys were i mean i think the course was set up too easy guys were making all kinds of birdies you know maybe they wanted that to make it to make it entertaining but xander pulls it out he didn't miss many shots from what i saw you know front nine he basically missed what i kind of was one shot and then he had a great pitch to to save par was just kind of plotting his way around, making the birdies on the easy holes that he needed to, and not really giving. I guess he gave one person a chance. You know, Roy Sabatini made a crazy run there with a, a 61, but it kind of felt like he had it in control most of the way, right? And so, I guess the question, and this might be a bigger question on the actual state of the event, and we can get into this if you want. Is this a big win for Xander Shoffley, right? Now, you're talking a 60 player field. I read somewhere that the the strength of field was equitable to like the 3M or even a little less than the 3M, right? Because you don't have a lot of the big guys because you can only send so many from each country. Limited field event, no cut. Is this a big win for Xander? I mean, I think it's a big win just for the sheer fact that he represented, you know, the U.S. and won. Uh, but in terms of I think he knows it too. He didn't play against the best players in the world. It'd be different if every country had their best players or the best players are there. And and if they were, if they found a way to make it equal, like, Hey, there are, you know, however many guys in the U S in the top 50 and they found a way to make it equal for these other countries. And I know that's not always the case. It's hard to do that, but um, uh, yeah, I think he knows. I think he's super happy about winning the gold medal, and I think it's definitely a big step to to do that to represent the U.S. of A. and and win a gold. But I think deep down he knows he only had to beat fifteen guys. You know, yeah. So, That's I really mean, let's be honest. Rory Sabatini uh, finished second, and he played unbelievably. I mean, he made. I mean, he played great. But what is he ranked in in the world right now? Exactly. You know. I, yeah. And and that's you can't always say that with golf. I mean, any anyone can have a good week. You know, Rory McIlroy was there, so obviously he's a top ten player in the world. Um, so he he was able to fend him off. But Rory finished what third? They, he lost in the bronze playoff. Yep. So yeah, I mean you had you had Morikawa, you know, up there and playing well. Hideki Matsuyama, Rory McIlroy, you know, Paul Casey, 
some other guys also on the fringes, you know, Cam Smith's been solid, Hovland this year. You know, you had not like it's not chumps. You look at the I'm looking at the leaderboard. Yeah. You had, you know, Abraham answers a solid player. Corey Connor's a good player. Joaquin Neiman's a good player. You know, you go further down, that's when you get to, you know, Patrick Reed, Justin Thomas, Fleetwood. You, but, you had very good players, yeah. but you I would I wish I had this stat and I probably should have looked this up. You know, how many of the top 30 in the world rankings were there? Yeah, well, it's, a, it, it's a couple of factors like. Right. So I totally agree with you. Like the strength of field is is a big factor. Right. So we, you, you have to that has to be part of kind of our analysis. Um, but also, I think, you know, what elevates it is, you know, you're playing for a gold medal. Like Jay said, yeah. you got your country's name on your which is a lot of pressure. And, you know, I, that is that's a whole different pressure that. You know, a lot of these guys have never felt right, like yeah. unless they've played a Ryder Cup or whatever. But I even still think it's very different. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's so many things that kind of factor into it. Strength of field makes it kind of go eh, down. Yeah. And then you're playing for a gold medal for your country makes it elevates it. So, yeah. where does it fall? You know, I put it in. I put it in the category with like the PGA Championship, maybe a little less. To be honest with you, yeah. maybe I don't know. Like it's hard to. How do you? Oh. How do you? How yeah, it's hard to it's yeah. hard to compare. You're right. Yeah. I, I would say it's like winning a a a top level regular season event on the PGA Tour, not a major or the or the players, but like a, a Wells Fargo. Yeah, or like, you know or Riviera, Riviera. Yeah. Some of these, you know, you know, some of these fields. I mean, uh, events that have a stronger strength yeah. of field, a little higher purse, and yeah. um, just with them, like you said, you you said it perfectly, Tom. The the pressure that you mm-hmm. take on. Uh, wearing the red, white, and blue, and that's for us. But you know, for any of the players representing their country, that's a like. And I feel for Hideki Matsuyama playing in his cool. home country. You know, and he he was right there. He's on the cusp. He had a chance to do it. And I mean, that's again, that just goes to show like how much pressure there is playing uh, in, the, in the in the Olympics, playing for your country, and like it's just tough. I mean, even though even though there's you know, strength of field is strength of field, but in the end of the day, you still have to you still have to win. You know, you still yeah, have to get the ball in the hole. Yeah. You know? So it's like telling a PGA tour player to drop back down on the corn ferry. It's like, oh, okay, you're you're a PGA tour player, you should win this event. Well, no, you still have to play well and win. Um, now you're gonna yeah. have probably have some more confidence by doing so, but it's not a guarantee, you know, you still have to do it, you know. So yeah, you guys you guys are definitely right there with the pressure. And like you said, you still gotta hit the shots. I don't yeah. care where you are. I mean, you know, and just, just for some stats, as I did just look it up while you guys were talking, there were seven guys in the world rankings in the top 20 in the field. The Memorial tournament had seven guys in the top 10, just from a comparison standpoint, There you go. the Olympic field had 19 of the top 50 in the world rankings. The Arnold Palmer invitational had 27. The Valspar, the Valspar had the same number, 19 of the top 50 in the world rankings, right? This also says you have half the field of the Olympics was outside of the top 100. So again, most of the time when you get a limited field event on the PGA Tour, it's a World Golf Championship event. It's the Tour Championship. It's the FedEx Cup playoffs where it's the, you know, the cream of the crop, the top of the top. Yeah. This was not. Again, it is still a big win. You win a gold medal. You win a big international event representing your country. It is a big win. Well, I think the bigger story could be, and as we've we've talked about this before, um, what does this do for Xander, right? Like, because we've all talked at length about 
he has no flaws, right? And the 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 uh, potential, you know, that lies within him. So, like, does this springboard him kind of get that monkey off his back? You know, that's that's what I hope ultimately. Like, I mean, yeah. he could this kid could rattle. He's so freaking good. Good, yeah. He could rattle off. He could rattle off some serious major champ. He can do anything he wants to do from here. Yeah, no question. I agree, hundred percent. I agree. It, it, this may be the the springboard that he needed just to get that confidence to say, you know what, I can, I can do this. So yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he, how he, um, you know, tries to catapult himself off of this win. So let's, let's go down. I think, God, I wish he was here tonight. I wish McLean was here tonight. His boy, (laughs) Rory Sabatini, the Slovakian great, although he's from South Africa, um, (laughs) shoots, a 61, 10 under par with two bogeys. Can we talk about how great Rory Sabatini is? McLean's not here to defend his <laughs> side. So we're going this the next the next three minutes are going to be hail to Rory Sabatini. So I don't the, think I don't think Rory Sabatini is great. I know. Well, maybe the greatest of all time. I but he's not maybe. he's not as bad as <laughs> McLean thinks. I again, like I said on this podcast before, I had a chance to meet Sabatini and play with him at the foundry a while back. And he couldn't have been nicer. He was definitely a guy that you can tell has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and, and likes to yuck it up and give people a hard time and, you know, doesn't really give two shits what people think about him. But he was nice to us. We had a good time, uh, put a great round of golf together with a few of our members and sat down and had beers afterwards. And so it was a fun experience, right? I'm not saying he's the greatest person in the world and he definitely has flaws and we've all seen him in the, you know, in the press and the media and the clips, you know, over the years, but, you know, and I guess McLean has had a bad instance with him. Right. And so if you, if you meet a guy once and he's good or you're bad, that's kind of the perception you have of that guy forever until he changes it. Right. Yeah. So, and that's, I mean, that's, that's not uncommon for a lot of guys on the PJ tour. I mean, Again, they're still competitors, and if you catch them in the wrong moment in a competition, you know, I've heard – I just talked to somebody the other day about Ricky Fowler. They're like, oh, you know, they I just – you know, Ricky Fowler was rude to my son. I'm like, what did – what? how was he rude? I was like, it does, sounds out of character. It's like, well, like he was wearing all orange, and he didn't come over and, and talk to him. I'm like, Ricky Fowler sees kids wearing all orange all Every the time. Week. So, you know, it's – it's it, you know uh, – it's tough. You know, these guys are in competition. They're focused. Like they can't, they can't win them all. Yeah. They you know? can't talk and to every fan and they sign can't every autograph. Every, yeah, they can't. It's not, they would be there all day. So it's like, if you, you gotta be somewhat reasonable with them. And it's like, you know, I, I, it'd be like me coming to your desk. If, you know, if you're working in the office and I'm like, you know, Hey, can you sign my sign this? You know, like, Hey, I'm working right now. Get out of my space. You know, <laughs> like I'm doing stuff. But, you know, and I know that's, again, that's stretching it a little bit because they're there, they make money because fans come and watch and understand that. But, like, at the same time, you got to give them a little bit of space to do their thing. And I think it's no different for Rory. You know, sometimes he he's a very intense competitor, um, and sometimes he gets caught on the wrong side of it. Uh, I mean, Tom, you know, your dad, you know, got some – he was a competitor when he was on the on the course competing. Like, he had some people that said the same thing. And your dad's like, look, I'm out here to win. Like, I'm out here to win. Some, some people. Yeah. I mean, he, was, he was the worst, you know. Also, <laughs> also, the media also doesn't they, – they love to, you know, they love to stick the camera on you when you just made triple, you know. Yeah. 
or or eagle, right? But like yeah. when you're plotting along minding your business and maybe shaking a kid's hand with you've made three, they don't show you that. They show you they want to find you in those, and this is every sport, right? Yeah. They, the, the the media world now. Are we part of the media now, guys? By the way, we are. <laughs> Yeah, so, we some but but you're right. I'll let you finish. But my take, you're right. They try to catch you in the middle of like when you're playing your best. They want to show the greatness and they want to show the fall. Like they, it's like anything that's the extreme that they can show a headline. In the middle is boring. Of, but the middle is boring. Like yeah, they don't want to show Davis Love, you know, hitting, you know, his iron shots and you know, giving no response in the '80s and '90s. Like. It's more fun to watch, you know, Curtis get fired up on the golf course. And I, I agree. I'd rather see that too. And scream um, at some old, yeah, I mean, lady. absolutely. Like Tiger Woods too. Like I know he was so stealthy all the time, but he was pretty emotional with the fist pumps and everything like that yeah. when he was playing well. And they, they loved it. Like the energy that he was giving off and that's, you know, media is no different. They want to, they want to see you at your best and we'll see you at your worst because that's what gets viewers. Like who, at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like, you know, the, the opinions the world should trust are they're from your fellow competitors, right? And Agreed. We don't we don't get all of those, so that's and that's fortunate or unfortunate. But at the end of the day, like you know, the world wants to love, you know, this player. Well, what do his what do his you know fellow competitors think of him? Yeah. Um, well, a couple of the a couple of the media darling. I know this is kind of off the Roy Sabatini topic, but a couple of the media darlings out there that all the fans love, a Bubba Watson or Phil Mickelson. Oh. Exactly. A, lot of, a lot of the players hate those guys. That's exactly right, Mikey. And that's where I was going. Like, I think you're spot on. I, I think, you know, they can they can be the media darling because they know when the camera's on them and they kind of yeah. you know, Phil with his thumbs up thinks he's Arnold Palmer. Good luck with that, Phil. Um, but uh, <laughs> good, you know, but good luck with that. That's doors, a tall. That's a yeah. tall order there. Yeah, exactly. But behind that's closed something. doors, when your fellow you know competitors say you're you know you're an asshole, well, that's. That's what's probably more true than anything. Yeah. But. So I don't know, but anyway, Roy Septine, regardless if he's a you know an asshole or not, he shot sixty one final round in the Olympics. And, yeah, I mean, um, I saw a headline that he said he had like a terrible warm up session on the driving range. It was like hitting it awful. Isn't that crazy how that happens? Though? Why does that happen? You guys would know more than I. Like, I mean, why does it happen sometimes, Jay? When you just do you go to the first tee clear because you're like, holy shit, like well, I have no expectations? Like, what is that? What does that pro- mean? 100%, at least for me. Like, if I had a bad warm-up session, then it's almost like your expectations just drop. You know, you're like, you know, regardless of how you played the, the rounds prior, if you have a bad warm-up session, then you get to the first tee, you're like, well, I'm hitting like shit. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's just aim at the target and swing, which is usually the best thing to do anyway. Um <laughs> But for, for all these, at least for the top amateurs and the professional golfers, you know, look, they, they've hit so many balls. Like, just because you have a bad warm session doesn't mean that you can't go out and play. Uh, it doesn't mean your swing has changed. It just means that you were probably thinking about the wrong stuff on the range or whatever. Or there was, you know, flies buzzing around your head. Yeah. and you Or you're thinking too much. Right? Thinking too much. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, 100%. And then on the contrary, you know, having that great warm-up session, you go to the first tee with, like, supreme confidence and you're a little maybe lackadaisical and not focused enough. And then, you know, you you may be flushing it, but you maybe don't take the extra second to get the right club, check the wind, check, you know, the carry distance, whatever, and, you know, fly a couple greens or come up a little short. I got this. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. 
and then you end up, you know, you end up making a couple of doubles early. And you're like, wait a second, I haven't missed a shot. And I plugged two balls in the bunker, made a double. And, you know, now, now here I am behind the eight ball. So yeah, it goes, both, it goes both ways. You know what I think I've, I've found, I, actually, I think I actually truly have the, 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 the recipe for a good start. 25 range balls, four beers, eight putts, Shot of fire. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> totally I, was, look, I loved all, where you're going with that. Yeah. Look, and we all know plenty of those guys, and we have plenty of those listeners right now that yeah. that's how they warm up. And yeah. those plenty of those guys have taken my money. So, you know, uh, we, yeah. we joke at the foundry that some of the members don't even know their driving range is. They think it's the, the bottom of an <laughs> empty transfusion. Yes. <laughs> but as they say, you don't have to warm up a Ferrari, do you? Yeah. You just kind of show yeah, up. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no Ferrari sitting in my men's grill, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a Ferrari. Sabatini, <laughs> Sab- I just look at the scorecard. Studebaker. 10 birdies, an eagle. He holed up from the fairway on a par four. Two bogeys, five pars. I mean, that's just every shot I saw him hit, it was like six feet. That's outrageous. He was just flagging it all day. And he hit one bad shot on a par five and a great pitch to two feet i'm like god yeah. this guy's gonna birdie every hole he plays yeah he, he did so, basically pretty much That's unbelievable anyway so it, it caps off to uh to rory sabatini again you know, from, a, from playing on the slovakian flag his yeah, wife's tell, from there tell that tell that story that that part's pretty incredible that he made the choice to do that and and it paid off it paid um, off right so years ago when they announced that golf <laughs> was going to be in the olympics he basically did a calculation it was like okay i'm from south africa there's some studs that play in South Africa and I'm, they're only going to get two players on the squad, probably not going to make the South African team. And I want to play in the Olympics. So he got citizenship in his wife's homeland in Slovakia, basically. So he could play in the Olympics. He played in it four years ago, didn't medal obviously, and then played in it this year and, and it pays off and wins and has a great round comes from, from way back shoot 61 and on the podium with a silver medal. So I guess it, it paid off, right? Damn right. It paid off. That's yeah, cool. It shows you what it means. Like it, we, we yeah. were talking earlier, you know, maybe off the air about, you know, what this really means, but I, that right there tells you something. The dude yeah. went through the, the, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure his people did it for him, but you know, it, it's not cool. an easy process to get citizenship in any I'm country. Sure. Like you, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get, you know, some other citizenships for years, but I can't get any. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will say this. You too, really have citizenship in your own house. I know, yeah, well, we know that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, and I don't mean to jump ahead of Mike, but like, I think that the whole third place for the bronze, yeah, let's go that back. was fast. That was so cool to me. Like, I mean, Rory's quote was, I've never tried so hard to finish third. You know, like, yeah, Hideki's in there. Um, you've got some studs in there. Morikawa's in there. Whereas in a normal, like, Playoff for third place. These guys have never done that. Flex right? Seal yeah. spokesman Sebastian Munoz was in there. <laughs> now you now you know what it feels like to try to Monday qualify, Rory. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Like every week, you're like you get in a playoff, and you're like ten for one, twelve for two, and you're like, it's like I gotta make birdie on this hole. It's like this is this is my chance. This is you my opportunity. Doing that too. Didn't oh you? yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love. They were hitting shots they would never probably normally try, but yeah, knew they had to. I love that. And, it, and most of those guys have never had to Monday qualifier ever. Yeah, you know, exactly. Rory oh. never had to. Um, Hideki never had to. Part. That was my favorite part. Paul Casey's never had to. Paul Casey's never had to. Um, the one thing I would 
I would like to see. I do think that the with the, the with so many other events and how many medals are given out in the other other sports. I mean, for example, you know, leading into today, uh, the U.S. had sixty medals to China's fifty-one, and thirty of those medals were won in swimming. Yeah, I mean, thirty. Like, are there thirty events that we can? I mean, we we pr- pretty much won a medal in almost every event. But it's like. Good gracious, do we need somebody to run do the freestyle in the 50, the 100, the 150, the 200? I mean, yeah, it's then like, there's the relays, and then there's yeah, each like, individual technique, and it's it's a little over the top, but and then we've got golf that takes four days for one medal. So I'd like to see maybe some mm-hmm. other, maybe do like a Ryder Cup format, two man or whatever. You know, I, it would be cool to have like, okay, you qualify for the individual tournament and the and the uh, the team competition, and maybe some other guys can get in and qualify for the team competition, but not the individual. But it, it would add more medals to it, and it add more of a week long. Yeah, I, I love that, and that Ooh. let's let's kind of skip down to that on our topic list. I think it's the Olympics and golf doesn't do anything for me, right? It's we have the Ryder Cup. Well, it's yeah, we have the Ryder Cup, but we we just have the four majors, right? And I think one of them said it was like I've never had a putt on the you know when I was a kid. Did you ever? Oh, I want to win an Olympic gold medal by making this eight footer, right? But if you're a swimmer, if you're a track and field athlete, right, yeah. that's the pinnacle of your sport is the Olympics. Yeah. If for golf, it's not the pinnacle of their sport, and so if you're gonna have golf in the Olympics, can we do something different? To we watch a four round seventy two hole event every week right it's like okay it just i'm just watching golf it's a slightly smaller field and they're wearing different shirts and they're in a, a different country like right can we I do thought about it like that Mikey. something different it's this if you're gonna do it let's change it up can we have a team event to it a two-man team event can we have an individual can we have a match play format can we do a mixed event men's and women can we or just have the ams right or like, so I, someone, I heard someone else was not an original idea, but I would love if they were going to do the pros, do the NCAA um, format at the national championship, right? So it's a team event, NCAAs, but all the teams play in stroke play to qualify the top yeah. eight that qualify in the stroke play. They award an individual champion in the stroke play. And then the top eight or whatever, or top 16 in golf, if you want to do it, but since it's, not teams, it's just individuals. You do the top 16, make it to a match play or something. Or, or the, I don't know, you do a team event, you know, it's two man teams. You do two man, two man match play. How fun would that be? Yeah. yeah. You could reward an individual yeah. for, for the stroke play portion. Then the two man team, if you qualify, goes into a match play bracket and just do something different. So you could do both an individual and a team concept behind it. Yeah. Versus just watching a, a 72 hole event with no cut. It's like, okay, well, it was We're going to do that again this week. That's exactly yeah. Jay said, right? It's slow. And now, aren't they doing? Isn't twenty four? Aren't they doing team? I'd heard. I read are they? somewhere. I'd I didn't hear that. that. That'd be if they are. That's great. So maybe you know. Okay, now don't. I'm not the fat guy of, of this. I'm <laughs> well, let's, be, let's be honest. None of us really I'm not are. The fat yeah. guy. I'm the I'm the I'm the fat guy, not the fact guy. So, <laughs> um, but I swear, I thought I heard. But I, I totally agree, Mikey. That like. Do something that can, because we already like we don't watch swimming all year round, right? So that's why we watch swimming in the Olympics because we don't see it. We watch right. golf 
in a four round format year round. So they needed they need to make it interesting. Like why Different. what do we watch in the Olympics? Like y'all are probably the same way I am. I watch track and swimming, field swimming. I watch track and field. I watch the badminton for 20 minutes. I watch the ping pong for 20 minutes because it's stuff you're like, holy crap. This I'm, is I'm partial to the uh women's beach volleyball for some reason. Yeah, we do watch that. We do watch that. <laughs> Big fan of that. Well, you've but, got but, a volleyball player in your house there, Jay. Yeah, she's I, she's I don't, and I watch it too. <laughs> But um, but yeah, you, that's a that's a great point, dude. I didn't even, I, I mean, I, I didn't think of it that way. But yeah, you you make sense. Like we, at the professional level, you see these guys compete, so it's not it's, and and it's nothing new. And and to make it even to lower it down even more is you don't even have the best players there. It's kind of like with the USA basketball. It's like they don't even don't not watch any the, of that. I've not I, watched not, a single not one single shot. Because no. the guys don't even want to play. I'm like, well, why do I want to watch watch you guys if you don't want to be there? It's like, it's almost, it's kind of, well, kind of annoying, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll say. Is. But they should make them uh, tie one hand behind their back and play. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about the three on three basketball? I heard that they're doing that. Okay. Which is can different. we? Can you give me a? Excuse me, a fucking break with some of these <laughs> sports that are showing up in the Olympics now. Like I know they're trying to be all inclusive. That's great, but three on three. What's next? Like they're gonna be there's gonna be uh paper rock scissors. I hear <laughs> in the queue. Um tiddlywinks, tiddlywinks is coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why let's just got cornhole in it. Come on. Yeah, we get cornhole. What about dice? You know what? You laugh. I bet you that's probably in discussion. Like there's sports in the Olympics that are absolute embarrassing. Like these people should be embarrassed to do them at that level. Like you show up in the Olympic Village and you're like, oh, there's Kevin Durant. What do you do, Kevin Durant? Oh, I play basketball. What do you do? Uh, I'm a um, I'm a doubles ping pong. You know, no, no, actually, doubles ping pong is fine. I yeah. can't even think of one of these shits. But three on three basketball. Can you imagine being a, the you're on the three on three American team and you see like the real basketball team? You're like, hey, oh, I wish I wanted to be with you guys, but I got I'm over here playing with two of my buddies. <laughs> we can only play three on three. <laughs> Well, I yeah, was watching. Just, I was watching the uh, fencing, and I was, you know, it's kind of like that yet. It, it's kind of intriguing. Like you were saying, Tom, like you just don't see it that often. So I wanted to watch it, and I'm like, as I was watching the fencing, I'm like, where, where do these guys? Where do you even learn the sport? Like, I've never. Exactly. There's nev- nothing in where I grew up where they were like, hey, come join the fencing team. Like, like where is that? Like, where do people do that? I don't want to build a fence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not into that. I don't want to build a fence, but it was like, it was so bizarre. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know where these, where, where do you pick these people? Like, when do you get to the they point where you're like, you know what? I'm going to play on the US of the US of a Olympic team. Well, Jay, and I'm going to be a fencer. That time? Jay, when we were growing up, when we were like 12 years old and I called you that time, I was like, Hey, yeah. you want to do fencing? But totally like, denied. No, I don't want to build a fence today. Yeah. Okay? So, <laughs> that's what it meant to us. Right? Pretty much. Fencing. I built yeah. plenty of fences, and I don't want to do it unless I'm getting paid. <laughs> so when you, is that when you jump over them to go cow tipping? Is that when you do that? <laughs> we did do that a little bit. <laughs> so anyway, I just wish they would spice it up a little bit. You know, again, because it's not, it's not what golfers are after. I mean, so they might be recommend? now. What should we do, Mikey? Nine I want more. amateurs. I want amateurs in it. Ooh, like a combo thing. No, I mean they can do a men's and a women's, but I had I just let's let's do make it amateurs. I think it would be bigger in the amateur world than the professional world. 
That's yeah, bad. not one of those guys would pass up a chance to play in the Olympics. Oh my god! No, and you wouldn't. None of these guys would fake COVID to to not go to the Olympics. No, you'd get the top amateurs around the world would all go play in that thing. That'd I mean, there's cool. the the story is that some of these guys. Uh, I mean, I don't know how accurate that is, but that's what the rumbles on the street were that some of these guys somehow faked having COVID to not have to go over there, so they didn't have to mess with it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard John Rom. I'm, I'm just going to call it out. Like John Rom has had COVID twice in the last six weeks. You know, yeah, and and has been vaccinated. Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm yeah, calling bullshit on that. Hey, yeah. John, we, we we were fans, but you know, now you're kind of a bitch. <laughs> Bryson, Bryson probably couldn't find a caddy, so he he faked well, COVID. We know he's a bitch. We don't care about him. So. <laughs> he, but he, yeah, he, I don't know. I just I, I don't want to see need... Bryson in the USA flat. I, like that. Would no, be I know it's going to be hard this year at the Ryder Cup to watch him and root for him. Ugh. If Patrick Reed's on the team, I might root for the Europeans. <laughs> Seriously, right? <laughs> Jeez. So, um, what do you what do you make of Rory's comments? Right. So he, you know. Rory's always been really interesting to listen to when it comes to these kind of team events. He comes out saying he's not the most patriotic guy and he's from Northern Ireland, but he's playing under the Irish flag. He like, he had a choice of who to play with years ago on which side to play for, you know, and within like at the end, he's like, Oh yeah, I was never tried so hard for third place. So it's, what do you make of some of his, his comments? Tom? I'll go quick. I think Rory, um, sometimes speaks i don't know if it's from his heart but like he how many times through his career has he said something and then kind of not retracted it but spun it in a like know. he doesn't have a filter like he says yeah. what he means at first exactly. right exactly and then he kind of backtracks or spins it and um so i don't know like i think the way his comments initially were i thought they were kind of bullshit even if you think that we we're just talking about you know what this golf is in the olympics like represent your country. You're not, this is a big deal, you know? So even if you feel a certain way, say the right thing here. And he didn't. And then he kind of spun it, whatever, but I do appreciate that. He gives us, you know, a true kind of look insight. Sometimes you just be like, bud, like I know you're, you know, 27 or whatever he is with, you know, more money than you ever spend, but just, you know, take the higher ground, say the right thing. But then at the same time, like us in the media now, right? Because we're in the media, right. us media peeps. Um, we want the truth. So I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn because, you know, when he says it initially, I'm like, I, I don't, don't say that. So, but I appreciate his honesty. So what do you think? I Jeff? feel like, and this is this is just my personal opinion. I feel like I personally have a double standard towards some of these guys. We all do, right? If if I like a guy, I'm okay with him speaking his mind if he says something kind of stupid like Rory. Never really bothers me. Yeah, okay, maybe he shouldn't have said that. But then if Bryson goes speaks his mind, I'm gonna fucking kill him on this podcast. Yeah, right. So I think we all kind of have that. We have a personal bias towards people, right? And so we all, we as and everyone in the media wants the athletes or celebrities or whoever to say what they're meaning, and then someone does, and we crush them for it. Yeah. Right. It's always oh, Mike, kind of Mike, that. Don't call us celebrities yet. We're not celebrities yet. No, yet. I'm talking about that's what we want from celebrities. That's what we want from celebrities. You know what I mean? Um, no, although on? Jay was Jay was spotted at the airport. Somebody asked for his autograph in the Richmond airport. Um, <laughs> Doesn't happen very often, but it's kind of cool when it does. <laughs> no, Mikey, you're spot on, though, but I didn't mean to interrupt you. That was rude. But uh, no, no, you're good. You're I just so right, man. I think Rory Rory gets away with it, right? Because we like him. And he's a likable guy. And, and he's not saying, 
the most outlandish stuff when he does speak his mind. It's just like, ooh, that's a little different than people are going to want you to say. And you kind of know it when he says it. And I think he knows it when he says it. Well, he also doesn't hide it when he comes clean or not clean, but when he kind of says, you know, his second version, it's not like, oh, you know, he, he kind of explains it a little bit. You know, he, he knows how to got, clean it up. He knows how to clean it up. Humility. What did he, what did he say originally that, that was a point of controversy? But, it was, I don't have the exact quote. I can find it, but he said something about not being that patriotic. And he's like, yeah, I'm basically here. Cause I feel like I have to be here. Like it's for the good of the game kind of thing. Not cause I really want to be here. And that's just me completely paraphrasing but it was kind of it was along those lines right which doesn't which doesn't sound good no it did and it was like i'm not a i'm not real patriotic i think it was i'm not a real patriotic person or something like i don't care if you are or not you don't say that i don't care if you're from you know you know and and, you know and it's probably a lot of these some of these european guys that live in the u.s they're probably like you know hey i've got a lot of friends in the u.s family i live there so how can i be but so patriotic to the country that I grew up in if I don't live there anymore. And I well, especially Rory, because he's really from Northern Ireland. Yeah. Which have had all kinds of political issues with the country of Ireland. He's now got the Irish flag on him. So, like, that's just weird in general, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not like that's he a was. Great like, point. It's a great. We can't really, it's, it's you know, almost shame on us for trying to put us because, like, I mean, yeah, that, that Northern Ireland, Ireland, you know, kind of unrest that's been going on for a long time there. Like we don't, that that's, there's been a lot of people that have died because of that. Yeah. So like, and yeah. Jay, you made a great point. Like, you know, we, it's easy for us to say, how can you not be patriotic when we sit here? You know, you, you guys are two hours from the Capitol, you know, like we're, you yeah. know, rah, rah. Yeah. But if you're like, these guys are living in our, you know, so that's a really good point. So yeah, that needs to be factored in. So the, the other thing, any more anything on Rory? I was going to move on a little bit. No, no, let's do it. Well, yeah. All right. Oh, no, wait, wait, one more thing. Why does Rory not wear a hat in oh, international company? Jay Wood, what Jay Woodson syndrome? Tiny head, <laughs> tiny head syndrome. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. So I, I saw the quote. Somebody asked him about it this week. He doesn't wear hats in team events because he doesn't get to choose the maker of the hat. Nike makes custom hats for him because his head's so small. So when he plays in the Ryder Cup in the Olympics and these team events where they say, here, this is what you're wearing. And it's just a generic hat. It doesn't fit him. Right. So he doesn't wear it. Yeah. Tiny head syndrome. Yeah. As Jay's oh. talking to us on a abandoned dunes hat that he bought. I'm not going to say it out loud because in case they listen, but bought a, <laughs> bought a hat. That's a junior fit hat. Right. Currently. Well, I bought them hey. for my boys and I put it on. I was like this. It's a little tight, but it does fit better than the regular size one. You know, you I'm, a, I'm a seven, you know, I'm a seven fitted hat. And most hats are like they're fit for like someone with a seven and a quarter. That's like the optimal. I thought size. I had a tiny head, and mine's actually I think slightly bigger than Jay's. Yours is probably if we were wearing the Richardson hat, you're one click higher than me. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's, it's the only thing I'm one click better than you at. <laughs> which, click, which, which click are you on? <laughs> I'm on like even when I wear the hat. It's like oh, level. Okay, I'm level. Yeah, on the back of it. But Mikey, I think you have, you have one left over on the edge. That's right. right. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's why he doesn't wear a hat. I, we were actually, we saw the clip of him. You know, we had the golf channel on in the house at, at Bandon, and someone was like, he was just hitting balls. I was like, man, he's not wearing a hat. That's kind of weird. And then like two days later, I was flipping through social media and saw the someone asked him about it. Can you imagine playing golf without a hat right now? I, I think I'd die. I think I'd be like, oh, ah, I son. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I, I yeah. don't think I could do it. Actually, I'm going to try to do it next it's, time. I'm it's awkward because. Yeah, it's it's weird it to have awkward. your hair like blowing around. 
and then <laughs> yeah this gets like, crazy yeah, yeah. Like, i mean i've got it gotta have it just parted just right so it doesn't show my receding hairline so when <laughs> if i'm not wearing a hat and it starts blowing the wrong way it looks it looks weird it's gonna I've, upset a lot of people <laughs> i've had <laughs> so i wanted i did want to talk about hideki real fast absolutely i was rooting for him i think i mean it's kind of weird to say i was rooting for a non-american but it would just have been a really cool story right not only does he become a, a hero winning the masters imagine if he won the gold medal in his this, home country, it yeah. would have been riots in the street, right? So from that standpoint, I was rooting for him. But man, that had you said you said it earlier, Tom. That has a lot of pressure on that guy. I can't yeah. imagine. I mean, he lives with it every day, and and he's so accustomed. I, mean, you, I don't know if y'all saw it, but like, you know, that morning restart, you know, super early, he's out there putting, and there's gobs of volunteers, and they're already out there. Like it, it's, I cannot imagine, you know, what he goes through on a daily basis. I'm sure he's very used to it. Um, it's got to be brutal. But I was the same way, Mikey. I was pulling really, really hard for him. I thought that was, uh, I thought that could have been, that could have been something like, it could have been know, epic. Yeah, yeah. It really, yeah. It, and you know, he played well. Um, but you know, oh well. So anything? Uh, you got anything else on the Olympics? Do we want to go to our picks and previews? Yeah. How about the Russians? Are the Russians cheating as bad as we think they are? Because I think they are. <laughs> they always cheat. Are they, are, are they even allowed in the Olympics? I thought they were banned from the Olympics. Oh, well, our swimmers are calling them out left and right. But you guys have not been. You guys have been. I haven't off. really watched much. We've been kind I did, of. I did watch some of the the swimming events. Yeah, and it's it is funny that it's like every year the Russians are cheating. The Russians are cheating. The Russians are cheating. I mean, they were building tunnels underneath the doping center. I mean, it's like you know, it's like the. I mean, it's the most cheating some bitches there's ever lived. Like they should throw them out forever. If you're a Russian listener, I'm sorry. But you people cheat. <laughs> makes Bill <laughs> makes Bill Belichick look like a saint. <laughs> it's coming from a Patriots fan. No, I was gonna say that was you just called your man out. Um, yeah, I wish I I wish I have watched more of the Olympics. I normally get into it. Just I was just so focused on kicking Jay's ass at Bandon Dunes. Uh, oh, by my <laughs> team won, by the way, because anyone's asking. So what y'all do? Did y'all have how many y'all how many people did y'all have? Uh, we had eight. Into, you're going to do a third. You're going to do your thing Thursday. Yeah, we had we had eight guys. Eight guys. It was uh, Ralph Reard, great buddy of ours, and myself were kind of the two trip organizers. So we we took as the positions as two captains. And the first night when we got there, we did a coin flip for the first pick. Uh, Ralph won. Believe it or not, Jay was the first pick, and we we did a snake draft from there, and had four man teams. We did an individual quota match. All week, right? So we all had our point quota. We did a Stableford quota that we had to mat- meet in. Um, so we did an individual event for all nine rounds, and then we did team four ball match play, right? Point for the front, point for the back, point for the overall. Nice. And just kept the running scoreboard. I had a whole leaderboard printed off, um, shipped out there in my golf bag. We had that up on the wall every night we'd go through. and It was pretty incredible. I mean, Mikey is the most organized. Yeah. He's like it, the coolest dork there's ever been. <laughs> I mean, it was, <laughs> he was, it was, it did I make it really him. cool to have somebody that had like, yeah. just, you got to have somebody that can take the initiative and stuff like that and keep everything organized. Cause totally. you got some guys that are, you know, they're, they're the, uh, they're the talent, so to speak. They're the fun. Like they, 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 they're the entertainment. And then, but you have to have somebody that can kind of pull it all together. And I was uh, like, the, I was like the house dad all week. I'm like, Hey, give me a scorecard. You guys yeah. got the points. Like, what are the points here? Like, 
Okay, who uh, shoes? Who left their shoes in the living room? It wasn't yeah. that bad. I know you know. That's close. <laughs> it was close. <laughs> oh man, someone's got to be responsible, Jay. Yeah. Well, that was my vacation, so I was not. I was not <laughs> as responsible as I normally am. I was just let loose for a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. So, all right, let's get into our to our picks. Um, we do have a big event this week. We got a World Golf Championship event at uh, in Memphis, FedEx. Justin Thomas is your defending champion. This is an event they've had for a while, but it's now just recently, the last couple of years, become a, a World Golf Championship. The FedEx St. Jude has been around forever. It's even been at this course, I believe, for quite a while. Yeah. And so it, it will be fun. I'll be curious to see how some of these guys do that have to come all the way back from Tokyo, right? Are they going to be just completely gassed? Uh, Justin Thomas posted today his travel schedule he's had for the last four weeks. He's traveled 25,000 miles on a plane Gosh. in the last four weeks. Uh, going to, he went, you know, obviously from here over to the UK for the Scottish Open and then to the British Open. Then he came back to the States. Then he went out to Tokyo. So I, I don't know. I feel like some of these bigger names that have been playing well and played well this past weekend in Tokyo are just not going to have it. This week, but I, I don't. I don't know. I'll be just really, really curious to see if the guys that were able to stay home and rest and be on their own travel schedule do, do a little bit better. Um, yeah, because it's going to be hot as you know what in Memphis this week. That's that's a brutal spot, man. I mean, it's like you said, it is hot. Um, I didn't tell y'all that I haven't told y'all about my little episode on the golf course, have I? Since yeah, you did. You tell yeah. us. <laughs> okay, good. I don't remember. That's out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying. It was to like a day it. after, so yeah. I'm still, yeah, I'm still shocked. Um, but no, I mean, it's like the heat and the travel, and some of these guys, you know, some of them are still are 24 years old. Some, you know, some of these guys, like they might be 29, but the wear and tear on their bodies is probably like a 40 year old, right? And the travel and and um, that's that's a great point. So it'll be really interesting to see. I just picked my team right now, so I'm ready. <laughs> All right, let's go while you're hot. Let me go. I'm hot. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I um, I'm looking at my. I'm gonna go at the top. Why is it not in order? Okay. Anyway, so I got Paul Casey is my my. I skipped over some of the big names because of just what you guys said. Travel. Some of these schedules. These guys have got to be worn out. But I think Paul Casey. Is he's done this? He's a veteran. He knows maybe how to manage the back and forth better than some. That's kind of bullshit what I said. But anyway, Paul Casey's been playing pretty good. I think he's going to play well. Um, Abraham Answer, I picked him. Um, I think that you know, regardless how he played last week, I think you know if you go out if you go to the Olympics and you you don't have to play great. You just have a if you get if you come out of there with some positive vibes, that can carry you. Some good momentum. Exactly. That can carry you um for weeks to come. So Abraham, play well, brother. Um Harris English. Um, I don't know. I just like his game. I think you know, he's lives in Seattle and he's used to the heat. Brian Harmon. Uh, Brian Harmon always plays pissed off, which I love. You know, he's look, he's mad at the world. He's he he every time Brian Harmon tees it up, he looks like he's got something to prove. And you know, like you got to be wary of a guy like that. Shane Lowry, I picked Shane Lowry because he had a good week last week. He was yep. in media was in his face more than maybe it had been in a while. 
Um, he's got some positive vibes. Wait, on a second note, real fast about him and Rory. Did you see they were using stitch golf bags? Yes. Which was a stand at the Olympics. No oh, staff really? bags. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, very interesting. Stitch. Stitch golf, you know, have no money, but they're still putting stuff out for tour players. It's good for them. Um, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> in my last and definitely not least, Joaquin Neiman. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I love this kid. I, I pick him a bunch. We all do. We, we're all big fans of him. Um, Randall Chambly, who can absolutely make me throw up in my lap at times, the golf channel, is extremely knowledgeable. He really is. He, he is. He throws out some great stuff. And I think sometimes what irritates me about him is that he's really, really good. Brandon yeah. is. And he's such a, he seems like, yeah, it seems it's tough to listen to it sometimes because he's so, he's so headstrong with it. Yes. And, uh, but that's yeah, what he, it is. You're right, James. Yeah. So if he you were does, to re- he does give a lot of facts and he's he not like he, he does he his does homework he, and he can, his delivery sometimes, sometimes can uh, really irritate you, but the numbers are there. Yeah. If you were to read the stats that he gives in an article, right. It would be like, Oh man, this guy is unbelievable. It's well said, Mike. It's so true. And the way he, he uh, sometimes, you know, Brandall, it's like, it's like they're his, you know, and he kind of, but um, but he got talking about the Joaquin Neiman effect last week. I don't know if y'all saw that. Mm-mm. He did a great little piece on the golf channel, basically talking about um, these Latin American players that, you know, the, the, just the kind of the, the rush to the game that has happened since, you know, he's kind of made it on tour. Um, but anyway, so I, I digress. Joaquin Neiman has 21 out of 22 cuts this year. That, that'll, that's pretty good. Um, that pays the bills. Yeah, that'll yeah. get it done. You know, he's only five top tens, but I don't know. He's a great, great kid. Um, you know, I, I think that some of, he's still young to the point where, you know, last week we'll fire him up. So anyway, that's my there's my picks. All right, Jack. Oh, by the way, to we didn't have a, a contest last week, but two weeks ago, Tom demolished us all. He picked Cam Champ. And I believe your comment was, I don't know why I'm picking him, but I'm picking him. Well, he won the thing. Oh, I know. Well, I, I, and then I, you I, had I Lou Eustazen, who finished second. That was pretty good. Pretty good. I yeah. mean, I mushed you guys on that one. <laughs> just saying. I'm you not did. saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Hey, Jay, is that hat? You can, is it too big? You can, no, it's it's perfect. It looks I mean, actually it looks really good on you. I mean, it does. It like fits. I mean, it's a little tight, but I mean, I think it fits pretty good. You can loosen it, can't you? <laughs> Let's yeah. pull backwards too. That's the problem. We got a small head. Yeah, they both but bunches up unless it's fitted. But this doesn't do that. Um, all right. I am going with, I'm going to start from the bottom. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. I'm going with Kevin, not 6,500. Um, gosh, can't really give you anything other than the fact that he finished second a couple weeks ago and he's 6,500 and he's got the potential to always play well. He's made 15 out of 21 cuts. So, um, next up on my list would be uh, a super consistent player. Mr. Adam Scott, 15 to 16 cuts. Uh, he's at 7,200 and just, you know, Adam Scott is, he's just, he hits it so well. He's just kind of always in there, but he, you know, for him to win, he's got to have a great week putting. Um, but uh, up the list here uh, to 7,300 uh, is Mr. Sergio Garcia. Another yeah, guy pick. who has been playing some really solid golf the last five weeks um, since the, uh, since the PGA championship, you know, he has not finished outside of the top 25 in the last five events. So and this is kind is of a ball strikers golf course. It's How kind of a, he's our uh, age. Isn't he? Sergio is, is our age. Yeah. He's right at 40, 41, I think maybe. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not our age. It's your age. Sorry. <laughs> your age. <laughs> He's yeah. my age. Um, but again, just an incredible ball striker. Great, um, great. So then I jump up to Mr. Tony Finau. Wow. <laughs> I'm back on the Finau train, baby. Come Let's on, go. Tony. Big break. Tony is uh he put together a couple good couple good tournaments the last two weeks. He had a, a one little run there at the US Open and Travelers where he didn't play that great. But uh, I don't know. I just got a feeling. Who knows? I, I just like him. He's he's a good dude. I think he's got a lot of skills. So you just never know. When guys like that that have they're that talented, you just never know when they're gonna kind of things click a little bit and then they put it together. So uh, next up, I, this is my only, I don't know if this is my only olympic player tony didn't play in the olympics did he no no okay victor hovland 9700 um he played uh, he played well obviously he won two weeks ago at the bmw international 12th at the open championship and then he had a good final round at the uh at the olympics so yeah, i think it was 800 look, maybe six seven look, seven hundred something like that. yeah um he was maybe higher than that i think he finished i think he finished in the top 10 um I think it was maybe 10 or 11 under, but maybe, maybe not, but um, no, I think way, he was like eight under on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. On Sunday, he played incredible on Sunday. Yeah. Um, what would be the next? So you could gold, silver, bronze. If there was a fourth place medal, what would it be made from? Nickel. Nickel. <laughs> That's like a good, like right behind bronze. Yeah. Aluminum. <laughs> real, real light. Real light. It's malleable. You can yeah. really shape it and mold it. Yeah. It's like origami. You could just turn it into a swan, you know? Just don't let your kids get a hold of it. Before you know it, they think it's tinfoil and they, they, they put it on the lasagna. So wider, Dad, was aluminum. <laughs> foil. This is really heavy. Uh, that's so, good. Um, so, yeah, Victor Hovland. Um, Again, great ball striker. He's been chipping much better as of late. He has, yeah. Um, so I'm going to give him a shot. And then I'm going with my horse, DJ, is bringing the heat this week. He's his, for his price, he's the fourth, fifth ranked guy on, uh, on DraftKings. Um, so yeah, fifth ranked guy on DraftKings in terms of price. No, sixth ranked guy, maybe. Uh, either way, he is, uh, the dude's prime to, uh, to get it done here. So I'm, uh, I know he's 95th at the three M open, but from what I heard, I got a little inside scoop on this. So apparently they paid him one and a half million dollars somehow, which is, you can't do that anymore for PJ tour events. But the word on the street was that they paid him an appearance fee. And the only way he would come is if they, uh, uh, is if they built uh, whatever, wherever he stayed, he had, he always has to have like his own private shitter because he will not go to the bathroom in a public restroom. So he had to have these this built there. So they built this thing there, gave him the appearance fee, which from what my understanding is, they can't do that anymore. I think can't they do it, yeah. It. But this is what I heard. Um, I won't say who told me, but I heard that they they gave him... Uh, he was going to skip a WGC event? What's that? He was going to skip a WGC? No, the 3M. I'm talking about the 3M. Oh, the 3M. Sorry. sorry yeah. I missed, I missed Two, that. A couple of weeks ago. He was going to skip. He wasn't going to play in that, but they gave him an appearance fee. He got there, and then I guess what Dustin tested positive for. Was that, is that what happened? Is, is his brother test positive for COVID or something like that? Or some, Somehow somebody in his camp okay. tested positive. But anyway, he just, from what I heard, he just kind of 
said, I'm out of here. He was kind of pissed about it. So this is a lot of speculation that I just threw out there. Are we, are we breaking news here? Do we need to I, you know, news? this is just kind of inside scooping stuff here, but um, he basically, he just tanked it on that, that back nine. I just said, I'm out of here. I'm going to get out and I'm going to get ready for the WGC event. So that, I mean, okay. I, who knows? I mean, but I think he's playing better than the 95th that he, that he 95th place that he had at the 3M open. So like I'm going to give him a shot. DJ does, does good with, bouncing back like that guy doesn't care at all about no. like, finishing a hundredth in an event it's like okay i'll go win the next week he just does not care so as he's, ted lasso says big goldfish right yeah that's right that's right so there you have it all that's right. my squad i love it that's a pretty good pick dj he might win i i i feel like he's gonna win and i feel like a lot of these guys are gonna be in the top 10 and i feel like i'm gonna beat the brakes off you guys I'm is just this saying. Camera angle made me look really fat. Or is it just kind of? I mean, you don't have a triple chin, maybe a double chin. Double. Yeah, two, two, two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all do. I'm the same way. We all do. I got. That's why I have a beard to hide it. That's why I have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my squad. Um, Drum roll. I, I took a similar route to Jay. A lot of guys that did not play last week. Tom picked everyone that played last week. I think. <laughs> I'll go with my my only. Non-American and player that did play last week. Uh, I'll go with him first. I'll go alphabetical order here. Corey Connors. Been playing well. Solid week last week. Just had a really, really good year. Has been up there in, in a lot of the majors this year. So some of the bigger events he's played well. Again, a ball striker. So I think he's going to be hanging around just because he hits it well. So I like Corey Connors there. Then I'm going to go down to Harris English. Again, been having a great year with a win. A runner-up, just solid. Uh, Brian Harmon, he's a bulldog. I like a little guy. He can can light up the scoreboard a little bit, and um, had a good finish, top twenty at the uh, at the British or sorry the Open a couple of weeks ago. So playing well. This last guy, I'm not crazy about. I was just really looking for someone down the board with my money that I had left. And I did read that he's plays well at this golf course. He had an okay year, but Billy Horschel has a good track record at, uh, at that too. Yeah, uh, at wherever they're playing, Southwind. And then I go down to my next two Hook'em Horns, Scotty Scheffler. Scotty, again playing really well, uh, pretty much all year. He's due. He it's is due, Mikey. Not to not to interrupt you, but Horschel. Uh, has finished in the top 25, uh, like in the last six years, um, six out of the last seven years, he finished 25th last year, ninth previous year, a weird outlier, 51st in 2018, then fourth, eighth and sixth and 10th, the four years prior. So horse for a course. Yeah. Well, good, thinking he would call rattled those off. Like they were his stats, you know, but yeah, I mean, I'm just jealous that I didn't pick him because I was looking at him and I didn't do it. I'm going to go back and change. I'm going back and change him up. Great pick. Oh, you still you got till you got till Thursday morning at what seven o'clock or something. <laughs> That's right. And so then I go to my last guy, my favorite for the week, another hook'em horn. Jordan Spieth. Are you kidding Jordan me? Jordan Spieth. Oh, you're such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> As Tom flicks me off. Jordan Spieth is oh. gonna win this week. What, is his mom going to be there? Is his yep. mom going to be there to tuck him in at night? Yeah. Fresh good. milk straight from the source. Good. good. That's good. He needs it. He needs it. 
So that's my squad. Uh, I love it. That's a good squad. I'm sure he'll play well. He has been playing great. So I'm a bitch. Me. I will. I will happily <laughs> take your ten dollars. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. I think it should be a fun week. Um, I don't know how much I'll get to watch. I'm going to be at a wedding in Maine this weekend, but uh, nice. Well, I'll try to catch some of it. Weather going to be good up? It's got to be good in Maine. Yeah, it's like low 80s. It's going to uh, be nice on a lake. It's just going to be wonderful. Yeah. Um, so we were in the mountains last week for a couple of days, and we left. The day we left, morning, it was 67 degrees when we were leaving the mountains. When we were coming through Greensboro, the car said 102. Whoa. Like, that's a bit. Like, that's a huge where, difference. Like We rolled the windows down. The kids were like, what does that even feel like? I'm like, it's like a hairdryer hitting you in the face. <laughs> they were like, this is, can we go back? Like, no, we cannot. <laughs> you guys got something to do. Yeah, so awesome. I'm looking forward to that. It'll be uh, that was oh, like the, great, the weather out of Bannon was nice. It was you know mid high nice. 60s. It was wonderful. And look, people tune in Thursday. That they're like these guys talking about Bandon. This is going to be the real deal, and it's one of those places that um, I mean, you know, you guys, you guys will pump it up. But it's it's pretty special. So I, I look forward to to listening to that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that, you know, Mikey and Ralph did an incredible job of, of they've both been there, but they they already had a leg up and in, in where to go, what to do and the scheduling part of it. But I think after being there for 10, to, we were eight days, nine days, eight days, yeah, eight days, six days of golf, two days of travel. Um, but yeah, we've got a good feel on it now. And I, I think it'll be uh, very informative and, you know, We'll tell some stories too, but it, it'll it's it's an incredible place, and and hopefully we shed shed some light on how awesome this place is. I, I, did, I when I walked on the property, I didn't think that I was in in the same country. Yep, exactly. So, yeah. So again, so we'll look out for that to all of our listeners. And again, if you haven't listened to the Callum interview, listen to it. You're going to have a new rooting interest. He's going to be your favorite golfer on the Corn Ferry Tour by far. Without a question. Amen. So we were we will thank him again for his time and. And chatting with us. And if you listen to the episode, uh, we may have a lead on a new guest. So if Calum can pull through for us. So <laughs> teaser. So again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. Please share it with everyone. Like, subscribe, download, and we'll we'll be back next week. Thanks. All right, boys. Mm-hmm.